Maddie Solis, and I'm an organized woman in architecture at San Francisco Public Works. I am a senior architect, acting section manager and Bureau of Architecture, and my section manages the uh, MTA, Rec and Park, and special projects, including War Memorial Performing Arts Center or historic preservation projects. I feel like the work I do is important uh, on a number of levels, specifically working here at San Francisco Public Works. I really feel it's important to use, um, you know, my my energy, what you know, my education, my 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 time, really to improve the public realm. I've worked before at other firms where it's, you know, retail or high-end residential and that kind of stuff. And while it's it can be fun and rewarding, for me, it just didn't really suit me. Um, I do have a background um, in urban planning as well. So to me, um, working, you know, in this kind of marries the, the government administration and the the uh, urban design and the architectural design together. My favorite part about the work that I do is kind of walking out and seeing stuff that I've worked on, that I know people who have worked on. There's just so much that it's very specific walking around the city and, and seeing uh, our parts in it. I have several favorite buildings in San Francisco. I would say, and then every time you work on one of these buildings, especially from beginning to end, it's like a piece of you is in that building, you know? Um, Embarcadero Navigation Center, that was like a fast moving project. Um, and with the team, you know, we, we designed it and pushed it through. And I think it was a beautiful, it is a beautiful design. And um, so that's, that's one highlight. Another is of course the War Memorial Veterans Building. And again, with the team, you know, just a complete, complete renovation. It was like the scale of it was was uh, immense. And there was just um, a very special building being historic. And then the other one is the um, Animal Care and Control, which was the first animal facility that our office ever did. So it was a pretty steep learning curve. But with our team, you know, we, we plugged through it. Um, and a lot of those projects were award-winning and um, very proud to have been on the team for it. And the other thing on top of it is doing all this while raising kids and having a family and, you know, being a triplet mom, you know, and a child, you know, one of my children has special needs. So like all those kinds of personal complexities, but, you know, I'm pretty proud of being able to find some kind of balance throughout it all. The way I chose this career, uh, I kind of just decided to move into this major when I was an undergrad. So I started off as a psychology major. I realized pretty quickly it just wasn't a good fit. And so I um, changed over to architecture major. This was at UC Berkeley, and uh, luckily they had a really strong major there. So um, uh, after I graduated, I you know, really, you know, the, the professional is just a good fit for me. So um, I just continued into it. I know a lot of people who kind of go in other directions from here. Uh, what appealed to me about architecture was that it seemed to be um, a good balance between uh, technical things <clears throat> and creative. So um, I always 
really enjoyed things like math and um, science and that kind of thing. But I didn't want to go into a field that was purely that. And I also really always enjoyed art and crafts and making things. Um, so this seemed to be a good marriage of the two. There are several people who've had a big influence on me um, in terms of my work life. I mean, for one, I would say my husband has, Alfonso. I kind of saw what he was doing at Berkeley in terms of going into architecture and pairing that with city planning, and that kind of opened the door for me. So I ended up kind of doing um, an articulated degree. It was like a custom degree, which was architecture and urban planning. And we actually had our own practice together, Fiancelis Architects, um, before I came here to the city. Um, and then we had triplets and I decided I needed a steady job with a steady income. So that's when I applied to the, the city just for a little bit more. Um, one of the reasons was just for a little bit more stability. Um, I've also had several, you know, um, people who I've worked with, um, and professors, like one professor who's popping out is, um, Dana Cuff and just, you know, very interesting to think about things in terms of, um, you know, all the theory and um, that goes behind our built environment. I didn't work for too many women, so I did not have female mentors in my earlier career. Um, I would say here at Public Works, yes, that's been easier to access. I think when I was... Um, Early in the profession, I was very comfortable, you know, being, um, you know, part of a team, you know, not necessarily the decision maker, but somebody who really helps get things done. Um, and as I started maturing professionally and feeling a little bit more confident, I would say, you know, I started falling more into leadership roles on projects, which kind of was a good foundation. And then when I had my own firm with my husband, then you're really the leader there. You know, you're really um, making all kinds of management and project and uh, financial decisions. So that's where you really, it's like baptism by fire. You just have to really um, be comfortable with it um, because it's going to be affecting you. Um, when I came to public works, um, I think it it's important to kind of ramp up. There's a lot of learning to do from private sector to public sector. So um, I'm comfortable with how the transition happened for me here and that, you know, I'd been here for, you know, 10 years before um, my boss retired and then I moved into the acting section manager. Um, and that was a, a big shift because it was a whole other level of roles and responsibilities. And then finally, you know, uh, got into the, the dropped the acting and I was just the section manager. So um, that was a very good transition for me. Uh, the hardest part about making that jump from one role to the other was um, the, the bandwidth. You know, the bandwidth had to be like really, really broad uh, when you become a section manager. Um, when you're a project lead, a project architect, you know, you can be overloaded, but usually there's a finite uh, amount of projects or tasks that um, that you're responsible for. Um, so to me, it was just kind of uh, learning how to do a lot of things, but stopping myself from getting too deep into them because 
that's just impossible, you know? So just kind of shifting and then, um, just learning, you know, having to learn a lot about, um, things that I never really had to do so much, um, as a project architect, um, a lot more of the administrative, the HR level things, the financial things. Yeah. Um, do I feel that women are better off now than when I started? I would say that's a definitive yes. That is a definitive yes. Um, you know, a lot has changed even in the last three, four years. And so that is even more amplified, like going back, you know, to the 80s and 90s. Like sometimes I even watch movies and some of the things that I thought was normal is now cringy, you know. And so that definitely existed in the workplace for sure. Um, the examples I think of is just the way I was spoken to, maybe, you know, just um, a little bit more condescending or a little, you know, assuming that, you know, there was different roles and responsibilities to women than, than to men. Early in my career, I think there was a perception that women shouldn't be in the field. There was like sort of maybe an assumption that, you know, the um, construction administration and and field work was most of the, um, you know, trades and, and general contractors were men. And so it was kind of like a guys club. I mean, there were some meetings and where uh, it was kind of like very sexist. <laughs> and um, I had to stick up for myself. And, um, you know, I. I kind of think that my boss stuck up for me too. I kind of vaguely remember, you know, some of that, but it was a little bit like slightly passive. So it was a little bit more on me. Um, and it's a hard thing to do, you know, when you're young in the profession, but it also is a bit scary because you don't know, you know, you don't know how far to push, you know? So I might've been on the subtle side, but I think I got my point across. I just had to prove myself, um, be extra responsive, be extra competent, and uh, kind of prove them wrong. Luckily, it didn't take long for people to figure out, you know, okay, they shouldn't be judging based on, on gender or on looks or on anything, really. Um, so I would say that it, it can be exhausting for sure. Um, because it happens at the beginning of so many projects. But once you're on your project and you've kind of like demonstrated um, your capacity, pretty much it kind of goes away. So um, it, it repeats project by project early on, but then in the project, it ideally should be going away. So one of the biggest barriers that used to exist, which is like role models, I don't think that that is a barrier now, which I'm really happy to say. If I look around the office, um, it's a pretty good mix. I would say the impact of, of having a lot more women in the field, you know, that are in the, you know, holding the roles and responsibilities, you know, of, of uh, upper management, I think that that's very impactful because um, it kind of shows that it's not a boys club, you know? I'm sure 
it can be very daunting to see it, you know, if, if like all you look at is just, you know, zero women and, you know, all guys, but, um, it's just very promising to know that, that there are women in these roles. And I do think that women in these roles might bring different qualities, um, might, um, bring different sensitivities or awareness to managing people and um, how to how to deal with projects and really getting into specifics like how to fix problems <laughs> and processes. I, I'm kind of finding that that's something that a lot of women I'm around seem to work real hard at. But I would say the barriers would be if if anyone has any kind of self-imposed limits you know that that's something that should be kind of thought through and um, processed I think in this profession there's so many aspects of it to it that there is a lot to learn you know you can easily stay in your comfort zone but there's so much that you really do have to be constantly learning I guess don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, I think I might have been timid in the beginning. So um, it's really important to ask questions and overcome whatever kind of fear or um, shyness there is involved in that. I think um, it's it's just an important aspect to, to your learning. I would say reach out, reach out, reach out. You know, because you might think you're the only one who's kind of grappling with something or struggling with something. But I assure you, um, it's it's probably happened to a lot of people, you know. So I would say um, reach out to somebody you're comfortable talking to or somebody who even if you haven't talked to them that much, you feel like they might be responsive to you. So I would say don't give up. You know, there's like so many ways to kind of re-navigate where you are and how to deal with things. Thanks for listening to Snapshots, a public works podcast. 